ask that you open your Bibles tonight to Psalm 130. Psalm 130. We, after a one-month break, return back to the Psalms of Ascent. Psalm 130. You know, uh, Psalm 130 is uh, one of my favorite psalms in the Bible. And this Psalm 130, uh, it's a psalm of ascent, one of the psalms that the Jews would use when they traveled to Jerusalem to sing, but it's also part of the penitential psalms, uh, psalms of repentance. Uh, Of course, Psalm 51 is probably the most famous of the penitential psalms. David's uh, prayer of repentance uh, I'm not sure who wrote Psalm 130. I've seen where some want to attribute to David, but uh, there's no indication, and so I, uh, I would say it's anonymous. Uh, but before we read Psalm 130, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for your word, and Lord, uh, in your word we rest and dear God help me your unworthy servant as I read your word tonight and as and help me to preach it effectively and Lord may we apply the words of this psalm in our times of need in our times of repentance in the name of Jesus I pray amen Psalm 130, beginning in verse 1, the psalmist states, Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let thine ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If thou, Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? But there is forgiveness with thee that thou mayest be feared. I wait for the Lord. My soul doth wait, and in his word do I hope. My soul waiteth for the Lord more than they that watch for the morning. I say more than they that watch for the morning. Let Israel hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is plenteous redemption. He shall redeem Israel from all his iniquities. The great need for humanity is forgiveness. Uh, it's the, one of the greatest needs, if not the greatest need, is forgiveness. And, you know, people talk about you know forgiving themselves. Well, I got news for you. That's the office that you can't hold. That office we'll see tonight is for only God alone. Forgiveness comes from only God. And in this psalm, the psalmist glories in the forgiveness that is found in God alone. And I'll say this, this is a great psalm that when you feel weighed down by your own sins, to pray. Because while it's penitential, while it is a a, a prayer of repentance, it's also a prayer of, uh, of knowing that God forgives us when we sin. And that's so important to know that 
uh, that we are sinners. Yes, but there's also forgiveness. And I'll entitle this message tonight, A Sinner's Prayer. A Sinner's Prayer, for this is a prayer, uh, when you look at it, as someone who is praying, who seems to be burdened down with sin. He, he starts out the psalm, Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Now, what does the depths mean? Uh, Ellicott, in his commentary, says overwhelming distress. Uh, another writer, uh, Barnes, notes that the Hebrew word here, uh, depths, can be applicable uh, to going through an affliction or for sin or even mental trouble or depression. But the context of this psalm, when you read all eight verses, seems to refer to sin, that this psalmist is burdened down with sin. And so out of the depths of our own sin, we can cry out to the Lord, my friends. Uh, and he desires, by the way, for you know, God desires to hear our voice. Notice verse 2, where he cries out, Lord, hear my voice. You ever prayed and you're saying, Lord, please hear me. Hear my voice. You know, you know, let your ears be attentive to what I'm praying. He calls out in his distress to God. And let me tell you, when you're in distress or if you're struggling with sin, the best thing you can do is cry out to God. In Psalm 51, King David wrote in this famous prayer, a prayer after his sin with Bathsheba, and against also her husband. And those first three verses, notice how what David starts out Psalm 51. He says, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness. According to the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin, for I acknowledge my transgressions. And my sin is ever before me. He says, I acknowledge my transgressions. Uh, you know, I, I'm, my sin is ever before me. He confesses his sins. He cries out for God to have mercy upon him. And I think that many times when we sin, and I'm speaking from personal experience we may have a tendency not to pray. We may find it hard to pray and ask for forgiveness because we feel so filthy and dirty. You ever felt that way? You know, you feel so, oh gosh, I, and, and you don't even feel worthy to approach God. But that's when you should pray to Him. That's when you should cry out. You understand your situation. You understand you are a sinner. And one thing I will say, my friends, God, you're, sometimes we picture God the way we do man. And if I say that to tell them what I did, they're going to look down on me, condemn me. When you go to God praying for forgiveness and confessing your sins, God doesn't do that, my friends. Look, don't allow guilt in your heart to discourage you from going to the Lord and asking for forgiveness of your sins. Do as the psalmist states does here in Psalm 130, as David did in Psalm 51, and confess your sins unto God. 
Don't allow guilt. That's the work of the devil. The devil is the one who will, will try to discourage you from confessing your sins to God and holding on to those sins and living in unrepentance. That's what the devil wants you to do. He wants to have you a picture of God with a big club ready to hit you over the head when you confess your sins. Oh, that's not God, though. That's a God of your own making. One of my favorite stories uh, or instances, I don't know if you call it a story, but it's true in Second Chronicles 33. I guess you call it a story. I'm trying, sometimes when you say story, it sounds like I'm making up something, but this is a real historical event. It's a story of King Manasseh. And I encourage you to read that entire chapter. I'm just going to read four verses. But this was an evil king, King Manasseh was. I'm not going to go into everything he did, but he did some horrible, evil things. Even all offering up his children to false gods and human sacrifice, a whole bunch of stuff. And you'll notice in verse 10 of Second Chronicles 33, and the Lord spake to Manasseh and to his people, but they would not hearken. In other words, they would not repent of the idolatry, the evil they were doing. They had carved images even in the house of God itself. But then you read in verse 11, Wherefore the Lord brought upon them the captains of the host of the king of Assyria, which took Manasseh, among the thorns and bound him with fetters and carried him to Babylon. And when he was in affliction, he besought the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers and prayed unto him. And he was entreated of him and heard his supplication and brought him again to Jerusalem into his kingdom. Then Manasseh, note what it states, knew that the Lord, that is Yahweh or Jehovah, he was God. I believe you see a conversion there of this king. But notice after all the evil he did, the blasphemy. And I mean, this guy was a blasphemer. God had mercy upon him. He cried out to God. God heard him. That's why I want to encourage you. When, you have, when you're struggling with sin... Don't hold on to it. Don't feel like I'm too bad. My friends, you are, we are, we do have, we have a tendency to sin because of our sin nature. But we have a forgiving God. And that brings us to the next two verses in Psalm 130, verses 3 through 4, where he, 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 well, he begins, if you would, could mark iniquities, O Lord, who would stand. In other words, if you condemned us for all the sins, look, God knows our sins, by the way. If it, but if you just you know brought down your justice on every one of us here and now, who would stand? You know, we're all sinners, aren't we? Even though we're saints, uh, we are, we who are, uh, we who have been born again are saints, but we still sin every day, don't we? We still struggle with that sin. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, Paul tells us in Romans 3.23. But notice what verse 4 states. But there is forgiveness with thee. There is forgiveness with thee, Lord. Uh, yes, God knows about our sins. God is a holy God. But there's also forgiveness with him for those 
who turn to him for those who repent there is there is forgiveness uh, notice what uh, Isaiah states in Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 7 let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon look the sinners are encouraged in scripture to repent to turn uh, what you read what was the first words of John the Baptist we talked about him a lot last month his first words in preaching was repent what in Jesus first you know sermon you read in Mark, the gospel of Mark and everybody always says, you know, Jesus wouldn't be talking like that. Jesus' first words were repent in his sermon. Repent. Turn from your sins. That's, uh, uh, you know, uh, my friends, others may find it hard to forgive you. And you may find it hard to forgive others. When Look, we all struggle. When somebody does something to us, uh, it, 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 we have to battle that flesh. But I, I can tell you there's one person who doesn't struggle in forgiving you that's God it, you know you sometimes you feel guilty because look I ask over and over again I struggle with a sin I continually go back you know and ask for forgiveness and you say God's probably not hearing me no more now I'm not saying you should go back to your you know <laughs> you know you know go back to your sin but I'm saying that when you do sin go to God Go to God. In 1 John chapter 1, I know we're all familiar. I'm sure you, every one of us is familiar with these verses of Scripture. In 1 John chapter 1, verses 7 through 10, also uh, verse 1 of chapter 2, the apostle states, For if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. He's addressing Christians, by the way. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all right unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar. And his word is not in us. My little children, these things write I unto you that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. And that word cleanses us from all sin means continually. If you go into the original language, all sin. It's not a one-time event, uh, but it's but it's continually throughout your life that we can go to Him and ask for forgiveness because we have been born again, and the blood of Christ does not lose its power Amen. in our lives. Uh, what happened at your conversion continues throughout your life. Uh, but he's saying, even we who walk in the light, we still struggle with sin. 
You don't reach sinless perfection. Uh, he, if we confess, He's faithful and just to forgive us. And now if we say we have not sinned, we're a liar. And He even says, look, I'm writing to you that you sin not. Not basically, not giving you a license to sin. Because some people accuse us uh, who, uh, of teaching, hey, you're just giving an excuse for sin. Oh, no. I write that you sin not. But the comfort, he's given words of comfort here. But if you do sin, you have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Uh, trust in Christ's finished work on the cross. Know that when you do fall short, when you do sin, my friends, there's great forgiveness in Christ. Don't allow sin to dominate you. Don't allow the devil to discourage you. Going back to Psalm 130, uh, in verses 5 and 6, he talks about, I wait for the Lord. You know, my soul waits for the Lord, he states. And in his word do I hope my soul waits for the Lord. Note, and he emphasizes this more than they that watch, watch for the morning, I say, than they that watch, watch for the morning. That is, he, he waits for the Lord that he would show his favor in pardoning his sins, the working of his grace in his life. Uh, you know, he's showing his confidence in the forgiveness of Christ, of, Christ, of God. For he says, look, in his word do I hope. In his word. Now, sometimes, I'll, I'll be honest, when you ask the Lord to forgive you, and you know this, you know, I don't feel I don't feel no different than before. I still feel bad. You ever ask the Lord to forgive you for something? And then a few days later, you say, oh, Lord, forgive me for doing that. And then again, you'll say, oh, Lord, forgive me. You know, uh, you, Paul, a lot of this has to do, you still feel dirty. But I'm going to remind you that we don't base our confidence in God's forgiveness based on our feelings. Your feelings and emotions will change. Uh, look, you can watch a, a football game and you can feel, have some, man, powerful emotions. Your emotions will deceive you. And you might feel some similar emotions you feel in the church service. But our hope is, as the psalmist say, states, in his word. What does his word say when it comes to forgiveness? If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us. Rest on his word. Believe it, even though your flesh may say differently. Uh, that's why I say, you know, we people often talk about, you know, I can't forgive myself. You know, I, I, I got to forgive myself. Problem is you can't do that. I know what you're saying. I, I feel guilty. That's what it is. But I think the main problem when you say that is you're having a hard time accepting the forgiveness of God. Because if you've asked for forgiveness, my friends, rest in his forgiveness. Uh, our forgiveness does not rest on how we feel, but upon what the word of God says about the forgiveness that we have in Christ. S. Conway states here regarding this, he says, he stays, this is the psalmist here, that is, stays or stands himself on God's word of forgiveness. That's what we got to do. Lord, I trust you that you do forgive. 
even though the devil and my flesh say differently. And the devil just wants to say, God, you're too bad to be forgiven. Uh, my friends, uh, we, we don't, when we ask for forgiveness, we're trusting in Christ's merits, not our own. Mm-hmm. And, and I love the last two verses here in Psalm 130. Let Israel hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy. Oh, there is mercy. And with Him is plenteous redemption love we don't use that term plenteous that much that's an older english word it's our modern word would be there's plentiful redemption in him and a couple other bible translations uh the nkjv it's abundant redemption or as the nlt states his redemption overflows i mean it is here's the thing is his redemption is not sparse he doesn't run out of it uh, you don't have to worry if there's enough. Uh, I, I remember uh, 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 going up to a, it's a place in uh, well, right north of Kentwood, uh, brother Ken. I know where it, it used to be called Nyla's. It's the Burger Basket now. And here, a couple of years ago, I went with my uncle, uh, and we went and got a hamburger. And of course, I ordered you know everything big, you know, because you never know because a lot of these restaurants, you know, they get a little sparse on, you know, they just give you a few little french fries and a little burger. Well, when I, it was a big burger, and it was a, uh, you know, it looked like they got the whole cow. <laughs> and, and it looked like they gave me a whole field of potatoes at so many uh, french fries. I mean, it was abundant. It was plenteous. Well, I tell you, the forgiveness of God is plenteous. He doesn't run out. He's not going to say, there's no forgiveness for you. Oh, no, there's plentiful redemption. There's abundant redemption. It overflows, my friends. Have you lied? There's plenteous redemption, my friends. You, you know, you, 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 you got angry? Hey, there's plenteous redemption. Have you blasphemed? There's plenteous redemption. Had impure thoughts? There's plenteous redemption. Uh it, it's it's you know some people say I remember here oh it's and some I've heard some preachers preach this you know like homosexuality that's an unpardonable sin and I even had a talk with somebody oh this was I started to say a few years ago several years ago uh, who said do you believe that no no absolutely not there's plentiful redemption no matter the sin uh, now we put that my friends, on God. You know, like He can't forgive that. I'll remind you that that there was a man who persecuted the early church terribly. I'd say was a blasphemer by the name of Saul of Tarsus who had an encounter and God forgave him. And 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 he and he and we now know him had wrote almost half the New Testament. Look, there's forgiveness in Christ uh, for us who are Christians. His blood never loses its power, and don't let the world look. When you sin, come to God, and don't let your flesh and and don't make God out to be like us human beings who have a hard time forgiving. God doesn't have that. Now, we shouldn't sin. 
not giving you a license to sin. We shouldn't. But just know, my friends, uh, there is forgiveness in him. As 1 John 1, 7 states, it's, it's, he, he, he will continually cleanse us when we come to him. And this is not teaching some sort of cheap grace. It's just a reminder. It's assurance in him. I brought this little, uh, this is uh, reading the Psalms with Martin Luther. Uh, it's basically the whole entire book of Psalms, but it has some meditations by Martin Luther as well as some prayers. And he, he wrote here in Psalm, on Psalm 130, he says, the 130th Psalm is a Psalm of prayer that comes, well, let me skip, it confesses that before God, no one is righteous, nor may one become righteous by his own work in righteousness, but only through grace and forgiveness of sins, which God has promised. The psalmist comforts himself as he relies on his promise and word. He exhorts all of Israel that they should do the same and learn that with God is a throne of grace and redemption. Through him alone and no way else shall Israel be freed of sin. That is, through forgiveness, without which there is no grace. Because righteous and blessed, become righteous and blessed, excuse me. Apart from this, he truly would be in the depths and would never stand before God. And so, true for us, my friends, there is plenteous redemption. And he shall redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Only God forgives. That when I was, uh, oh, years ago, I was in my teens, went to church, Rolling Road Baptist Church in Monroe, pastor there, Brother Adrian Jordan. He had a favorite hymn. And when that when they started singing that hymn, he'd stand up. If everybody, you know, if everybody was sitting down, he'd get everybody to start singing it louder. It's called Save, Saved. And it's one lyric in that song that says, He saves me from every sin and harm, secures my soul every day. I'm leaning strong on his mighty arm. Saved, saved. John Calvin said that repentance is not merely the start of the Christian life. It is the Christian life. That's something we should remember every day that our entire life is one of repentance, that we need to repent every day. We need to examine ourselves every day for sin. Where am I falling short? Where am I falling short? And confess those sins to God. But at the same time, never doubt the forgiveness of our sins in Christ. Amen. Let's pray. Oh Lord God, we thank you for that you are a forgiving God. Lord, we have a tendency so often to stray, so often to stray. The flesh is so strong, Lord, even for us who are believers, to lead us, Lord, in what we might consider small sins, but, they're, but Lord, these can lead to so much greater. And we take sin too lightly, but you didn't, and it's shown at the cross. And our Lord Jesus Christ died there. Lord, help us not to allow sin to reign over us, nor feel 
that you will will not forgive us but we know that if lord if you are our if if jesus is our savior there is forgiveness help us to rest on him every day and if there be lord anyone here or listening uh, to this uh, broadcast lord that you will convict them of their need of of salvation convict them of their sins uh, that they may know that though they're a sinner, there is forgiveness in our Lord Jesus Christ. And in his name I pray, amen.